You're listening to the Touch Em Up Podcast. I'm your host, Double M, and on today's episode, we have the 10th installment of the Double Trouble Breakdown as we break down the number four ranked bantamweight contender in the UFC, No Mercy, Piotr Jan. So without any further ado, let's get this started and step into the ring. All right, guys, how's everybody doing tonight? Um, back on with the podcast. We've taken about a week break. Wasn't intended to uh, take a break this long, but, you know, I had some stuff I had to get done and there was just some stuff going on. So I had to, uh, you know, take a little bit of a break. Most likely we're going to have one podcast today and one tomorrow just based solely on the fact that this is coming out late. It's Saturday. We usually we post on Monday, Friday. This is the first one of the week and it's just how it had to be. But I figured this is going to be the most in-depth breakdown that we've done on the podcast so far. Just just the amount of stuff that Piotr Jan does, you know, and for those of you guys who don't know, Piotr Jan, I said he's actually ranked fourth. I believe he's ranked three now in the UFC's bantamweight division, which is 135 pounds. He is 6-0 and in the UFC with wins over Teruto Ishihara, Jinso Son, um, John Dotson, Jimmy Rivera, uh, Uriah Faber just recently at UFC 245, and then also one more guy. Who am I forgetting? There's one more guy in here. Oh, Douglas Silva D'Andrage. So he, he's beaten a lot of good guys. You know, Jimmy Rivera, John Dotson, and Uriah Faber are the top guys that he's beaten. But he trains out of Tiger Muay Thai. He's from, uh, he's from Siberia in Russia, I believe. And the guy is just one of the best strikers in the UFC, to be honest. I, th- I believe that he is probably one in the top three or four strikers in the UFC. He could be number one just because of how many a- – how many – different things he uses to control the range, to switch angles, to cut angles, to, you know, dominate with uh, the weak side of the opponent, switch stances effortlessly and mix up combinations, switch stances mid-combo. I might actually title this breakdown the Lomachenko of MMA. Um, For you guys who don't know, Vasil Lomachenko is a professional boxer. He's not undefeated. I believe he's 12-1 and or or 11-1, and something like that. But he's he's known he's considered by many to be the best pound for pound boxer in the world, um, just because of how effortlessly he uses his footwork. He dances around the opponent. He can mix up his combinations and his strikes and move side to side, switch angles, turn around the opponent. You know, he kind of reminds. I like to call his movement like a music box. He kind of just peppers you, bop, and then he cuts off to the side, cuts the angle off to the other side, bop, 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 turns gets to the weak side, can will literally turn you in a circle as he's hitting you with combinations and using his footwork to cut you off and get the outside dominant angle. So yeah, that's basically what No Mercy Piotr Jan does. And we're going to start it off with his fight versus Ishihara. And for you guys who haven't listened to the Double Trouble breakdowns yet, these are round-by-round round breakdowns. Obviously, it's not going to be every exchange in the fight, but just how his style, how Jan's style translated through his six fights in the UFC what changed, what he did better, what he, you know, what his opponents were able to take advantage of, which there weren't very many things. But we're going to start it out with his first fight against Ishihara on June 23rd, 2018. So the first thing I have is Jan likes to use, he uses a relaxed pressure. So what I mean by this is when you want to pressure um, a fighter or put pressure on a, a person and push them back, you want to get in their face, push forward, com- immediately control the center of the octagon and just push them back. Because by you pushing them back, you're controlling 
where the fight's taking place. You're making the opponent uncomfortable while you're comfortable moving in. And you're cutting angles and switching off to sides and just pushing them back, pushing them forward. You're moving forward. You're pushing the opponent back. And one of the biggest things about Jan is he likes to do his best work by pushing the opponent up against the fence. If Jan is able to push you back and get you up against the fence, he does his best work. So like I said, it's a relaxed pressure. He's calm and calculated, and he pushes you back and controls the center. So at the beginning of the fight, Jan throws a left hook, which circles Ishihara into Jan's power right hand. Then he fires a right cross to the body. So he goes, he, so he moves to his left and throws that left hook, and then he dips down, and the opponent usually is going to think that a left hook is going to follow with a straight right to the head. But Jan goes left hook to the head, right cross to the body. So he's already attacking at multiple levels in the fight. Right away, he's attacking multiple levels. You want to attack everything possible. You know, you have eight limbs or eight points of striking, not eight limbs. That sounded kind of dumb. You've got four limbs, but eight points of striking. You've got your two fists, both elbows, both knees, and both shins. And Jan likes to really just break down the opponent. He'll kick you in the body. He'll kick you in the leg. He'll punch you in the body. He'll punch you in the head. He'll, he'll take you down. He'll do a bunch of different stuff. So, um, like I said, he throws that left hook, which circles Ishihara into the power right of Jan, and then he fires that right cross to the body. Ishihara keeps trying to back up Jan with a left body kick. You know, it's southpaw versus orthodox. Jan comes out in south in uh, orthodox stance usually, but as I said earlier, he can switch stances effortlessly. He'll move from orthodox to southpaw, southpaw to orthodox. And orthodox is also conventional. So if you hear me say conventional or orthodox, they're the same exact thing. It's when your power is in your right hand, your left foot's in front, right foot in back, your lead hand's your left, your power hand's your right, and all the power's going to come from the right. If you're a southpaw, it's reverse. So your power hand is your left hand. Your right foot's in front, left hand, left foot's in back, power in the left, and you're going to throw your power from that side. So that's just a little – I break it down on every podcast because, you know, for casual fans, I don't really think they understand the intricacies of the striking game and just the footwork and the different stances. So we're going to cover that and uh, keep moving on. So Ishihara, like I said, he's trying to back up Jan with the left kick to the body. Um, since it's a southpaw versus orthodox, the kick for the southpaw is going to land on the liver of the opponent because it's they're in a different stance. So they're going to land on the liver for the southpaw fighter. The southpaw fighter, when he kicks to the body, it's going to land on the other on the opponent's right side, which is their liver. So that's the advantage of southpaw fighters versus orthodox or conventional. Um, Ishihara shoots and gets a double leg takedown, but Jan immediately bucks his hips to the left and pushes down on Ishihara's head with his right arm. And then he cross faces him and uses it to get back up to his feet or get back to his base. So right away, when you get taken down, they tell you to buck your hips side to side. You want to, it's called a shrimp. You know, if you train in uh, mixed martial arts or jujitsu, it's called a shrimp crawl. At least that's what our trainers, my trainers had to have said. So it's when you're on your back. You're going to push your butt towards one side. You're going to kick your legs and push back towards whatever side you push your butt towards. So whatever side you get up on the hip, you're going to push your butt back and back out and uh, kick your feet. So that's what he does. Immediately when he lands the double leg takedown, Jan bucks his hips to the left, pushes down on Ishiara's head because, you know, when you control the head, wherever the head goes, the body follows. So you push down on the head. 
with the right arm, you cross face him with the other arm, and then you're using it to get back up to your feet. So you're pushing down on the head with one side, you're cross facing, which is where you take like your forearm and you push it against the face of the opponent to get them uncomfortable and really to get more space in between you and them. So Jan immediately bucks his hips, pushes down on the head, controls uh, with that cross face, and then gets up to his feet. And then we got to finish with this. So, yeah. So, and then he gets up to his feet um, after the base. Jan gets up and immediately switches to southpaw. So, this is what I'm talking about. He he really gets the opponents, gets the reads in the first couple, the first few minutes. First round, really, he's just trying to make reads and figure out the opponent. So, when he gets up, he switches to southpaw. So, now the attacks and the power are coming from the left side which when before they were coming from the right side. So it's completely different. And the opponent's defense is going to be different because you're throwing from an opposite stance. Your power is now at the side that was your weak side before and vice versa. He, so he switches the southpaw and then he goes back to conventional. So Ishihara is like, okay, now he's in southpaw, but then he throws, he, but then he moves forward and he switches to orthodox. So the opponent Ishihara in this case is never really going to know where Jan is at in uh, terms of which side his power is going to come from. Jan, it goes back on the pressure immediately as he gets up. He just pushes forward and, uh, and he fakes the right hand and steps into southpaw, just seeing what Ishihara's reaction is. So he's in an orthodox stance. He throws that right hand, fakes it, steps into southpaw. Now the power is in the left hand, and the opponent would usually slip to the left to avoid the power in the right hand, so he would be moving into the power when he's in a southpaw stance. So um, Jan slaps Ishihara's right lead hand with a left hook and then fires the cross to the body. He did this earlier, like we said, slap hook, cross to the body. He he did it earlier. I think it was one of the first combinations we broke down. So he'll slap, he'll throw that lead hook kind of just as a, a thing to gauge you to move you to his right. So he'll slap and you're going to move the other direction and then he'll fire the cross to the body. You're usually going to think that the cross is going to come to the head. So you'll, you know, you'll, you'll cover up to the head and you leave your body exposed. So slap hook, right cross to the body. As Jan pressures Ishihara, he throws a two which is a right cross in the in the conventional stance. Boom. And he uses that right hand to step forward into southpaw and then throw the left hand. So like I said, Jan likes to switch stances a lot. He's orthodox southpaw, southpaw to orthodox, constantly switching stances to know to let you not know where he's going to be in relation to where you're at. And this he uses this combination. Honestly, it's one of his biggest and most used combinations in every single one of his fights. So he moves forward. And he throws the, the right hand. As he throws the power in the right hand, he steps forward. Now the power is going to come from the left. So he's going to throw that left hook, which would before be the weak side, is going to be the power now. So you're switching. So you one, two, step forward. Your power is in the left hand now, not the right. Your right's the lead hand. Boom, the left hook's going to come through and crack with a lot more power than it would have if you stayed in an orthodox stance. And it also gives you a, a better angle on the opponent. If you just move forward and throw a one, two, three, you know, it, it covers distance and you have power in it, but you're not cutting off and cutting an angle on your opponent as efficiently as you could. So when Gian goes one, two step forward, get to the outside angle, usually on the outside of the lead foot to kind of trap the opponent against the fence, then throws that left. The power's in the left. The opponent's going to circle towards your left because he's trying to avoid the power in the right hand, and he's going to get hit with a power left. So it's just tricky stuff from Jan, and you'll see it more as we break down some more fights.
Let's see. Um, Jan always keeps the right hand up or left hand, vice versa, when he's in southpaw. You know, a lot of guys will put their will put their uh, rear hand up or their lead hand up to to uh, block and keep their defense up. But once they start throwing combinations, their hands are going to drop. Or when they get tired, their hands are going to drop. Jan is so you know seasoned and polished as a striker. He always has that rear hand up. You'll never see him drop that rear hand in a fight unless he's throwing it. And in that case, usually the lead hand is up to block. He's always either controlling your range with the lead hand, controlling you to keep him at a keep you at arm's reach, keep you at a distance so he can throw his shots and keep that right hand up. So if you do decide to commit, he can block and defend properly. Another another thing in the fight is Jan feints the left hook. Ishihara then circles away and uh, moves back to his right into the left hook of Peter Yan. So he fakes the left hook, which means Ishihara is going to move to his right to get away from it. Boom, he'll throw the left hook, he moves away. Now, he's like, okay, he faked it. He's probably not going to throw the same punch. So he comes back and he throws the left hook again. So he faked it to see how that how Ishihara was going to re um, react to it, and then he threw it. So bop, boom. It's like if you fake a jab and throw the left hook or fake a jab and pop the jab right after you fake it. You know, you're just getting the reaction of the opponent. So you're popping it, bop, boom, bop, boom, and then you bop and fake. So that's what he did. Fake the left hook, circles away. Then Ishihara moved back to the other side and he threw the left hook and got hit with a double left hook, actually. So it was fake the left hook, boom. And then um, Ishihara was like, okay, he's not going to throw it. I'm going to move back that way. Boom, boom, double left hook. So like I said, Jan is so smart. He, he knows how to break you down. He knows how to get you to move in a direction that you think is safe, but it's really where he wants you to go. Ishihara is always moving back, being pressured into the cage. Like I said earlier, Jan does his best work pushing you against the fence. He wants you to be pushed back against the fence so you feel crowded and uncomfortable, and it makes you move in a direction that you, uh, you don't want to go in. Jan then switches to southpaw and crowds Ishihara, then throws a right hook to gauge the distance and fires the straight left. So he switches to southpaw to close the distance on Ishihara and make the gap between them smaller and get in closer. Then he throws the right hook over the top as he switches to uh, kind of almost get a hold of Ishihara and you know see where he's at so he can fire his left. So he switches to southpaw, boom, with that right hook. Now he's closer to Ishihara. He almost has his hand on like the rear delt or the shoulder of Ishihara. And then boom, he follows with that left hand. But Jan throws an outside low kick, two pity pat right hands. So he'll go outside low kick, boom, two right hands just to feel you out and close the distance. And then throws and lands the left hook right hand. So it's outside low kick, boom, pity pat right hands to just gauge your reaction, bop, bop, and then close the distance and then lands a lead left hook, which is going to direct you into the power right and throws the right hand. So outside low kick, pity pat, double right hand to close the distance and get close, then a left hook over the top and a right hand as you circle away. It's just tricky stuff from Jan. He, he's, very, he's so smart, and I know it's hard. To uh, picture these combinations and uh, different things that Jan does without actual visual evidence, 
But that's why I try to break it down and talk to you guys as much as possible just to really get it out there and show you how smart that Jan actually is with words, even though I can't use video. Um, he saw that Ishihara was circling to his right, which was Piotr Jan's left. So he switches to southpaw again from an orthodox stance and lands an overhand left beautifully, which drops Ishihara. Boom, he switches, moves forward, switches, boom, left hand over the top, drops him. Like, this is what I mean. He gets reads. He, he sees your patterns. He sees your defensive patterns, and he switches his game plan based on where you're going to move. So he saw Ishihara was circling to Piotrion's left, which was Ishihara's right side. He was going to move into that, so he said, okay, I'll just switch to southpaw. So he switches the southpaw, lands the overhand left, boom, Ishihara circles right into it and gets dropped. Um, continuing with this fight, this is all in the first round, by the way. As we're almost 17 minutes into this breakdown, and it's only the first round. He he does so much, so let's let's keep this going. Jan pressures, pressures Ishihara against the fence in a clinch position as he gets back up to his feet. Um, so as Ishihara gets back up after that combination we just covered, he uh, pressures Ishihara against the fence in a clinch position, and then he lands a right spinning back fist. He did this because he knew that Ishihara was going to try to circle off the fence to his left, which would be like the weak side of Jan. Because, you know, you want to circle off to the weak side. You don't want to circle into the power. But Jan's so smart, he just decided to switch his stance and land a right spinning back fist as Ishihara was circling away. Um, Ishihara is hurt after that back fist, and he's just immediately on the back pedal. This is what Jan wants. He's going to push him forward. So he pushes forward, moves into uh, Ishihara, and he throws a wide left hook. And uh, he sees that Ishihara is going to circle that way. Or wait, hold on. Ishihara is hurt. Jan throws a wide left hook as he feels Ishihara circling that way. Not a real clinch, but close enough. So it was close. They weren't in an actual clinch in this one exchange we're about to talk about, but they were close enough to be almost in a clinch. It, it, they were just really close to each other. Like I said, Jan likes to get in real close and pressure you and just make you feel uncomfortable. So Ishihara is on the back pedal. Jan throws a wide left hook, which is going to make uh, Ishihara kind of pressure into him or either pull away. In this case, he pressured into him. And uh, as he circles away, he throws another left hook. Boom, as he circles out of the clinch and gets caught. After that left hook, he follows up with a right hand straight right down the center. So he throws that left hook over the top. Boom, as Ishihara circles away, he circles into the left hook. Now he's going to move a little bit forward. Boom, straight right hand right down the middle. Drops Ishihara and gets the first round TKO. This was his first fight in the UFC. You know, I believe the current featherweight champion, Alexander Volkanovsky, uh, has defeated Taruto Ishihara. I could be wrong, um, but I believe that he had a fight with him at 145 pounds and defeated him. And that might have been his debut. So uh, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But look into that because I believe I'm right. And this was actually the first guy to ever knock out Teruto Ishihara. So it goes to show you how good Jan's striking is and also just show you just how good he is as a fighter in general. Okay, let's see, let's see, let's see. The next fight is uh, against Jin So Soon, which was on uh, September 15th, 2018. 
So Jan opens up with a fake slap hook into a lead left body kick. I've talked about same side attacks a lot on this podcast. You know, whether it's a right hand into a right high kick, a left hand into a left high kick, switching stances a bunch of times. You know, it's just really smart stuff from a guy like Jan here. And uh, being able to attack on the same side is very important in mixed martial arts. So Jan opens up with a fake slap left hook, which is really just to direct to think that you're going to try to direct them into the power hand, but then he throws the lead left body kick right after it. So he goes left hook and then throws the body kick on the same side. So it's coming from the same side. That left slap hook is actually blinding you from seeing the kick come on that same side, which is why the same side attacks work so well. If I throw a right hand, you're going to try to slip out to the outside of the right hand. And then if I follow up with a right high kick, you're going to get caught right on the button because you're slipping to the to a place that you think is safe when it's really not. In this case, he threw that fake slap left hook into a lead left body kick. So it's head body right on the same side. Ba ba. And a lot of times Jan doesn't throw a left hook. It's it's more like I said a slap. He's just doing that to get you to react and then he's throwing something else off of it. This was one of the first times we saw Jan use the lead stiff arm uh, frame defense as he backs away from Jin So Soon's forward pressure. You know, So Soon was trying to pressure him so much in this fight and just push him back, but Jan's the pressure fighter. So it wasn't that comfortable for him, but he, he adjusted to it. And one of the things he did was, like I said, use that lead stiff arm frame defense. Um, I call it a stiff arm. It's a, It could be known as a frame um, but you know, I wrote down a few things here. So as so soon moves forward, he just, he just takes that left hand and sticks it out to manage and measure the distance as so soon moves forward and keep him at arm's reach so he can fire his punches at, with full extension. Jan switches to southpaw and land throws the left hand to close the distance and gets the right underhook in the clinch. So he switches southpaw from an orthodox stance, throws the left hand to close the distance, getting closer, and then get the right underhook and get into a clinch position and break away. So a lot of the times when he switches stances, he uses what we like to call or what's called a quick sit. So if I'm in a, an orthodox stance, which would be left foot in front, right foot in back, I'm going to throw that right hand and I'm going to switch my feet and now my right hand's in front, but I'm going to almost come in at a side angle where you're mostly my hip is coming forward. So I'm not moving forward with my knee towards you. I'm moving forward more with my hip towards you. So I move forward and then I stop there and then I try to push into you. So I'm crowding you. I'm closing the distance, but it's harder for you to throw attacks and then I get away. So I can get into range, then close the distance, then push you back so that you can't throw an attack in between when I throw and uh, you try to counter off of it. Jan goes jab, lead hook, then jab, right hand, and quick sets into southpaw and then goes back to orthodox. So jab, lead hook. I said same side. So you're usually going to slip the jab to the outside. So jab with that lead left hand, left hook, boom, it's going to, and then he goes jab. So jab, lead hook, jab, right hand, switches to southpaw, and then goes back to orthodox. So as he throws that power, he comes in to cut you off, stop you, and then he goes back to orthodox. He's figuring you out. He's stopping your attacks. He's making you freeze. He just does all these things, and it makes him makes him just so good and so underappreciated as a striker. I don't think he is now, but um, based on his last performance, but before that, I don't really think a lot of people gave Jan the uh, appreciation that he deserves. 
Jan throws a lead hook to an overhand right, then steps into southpaw with that overhand right. Like I said, he's always moving. He's switching stances. And, you know, switching stances, I've talked about him a lot, and obviously we're going to have this a lot in this podcast. But when I throw a right hand and I switch to southpaw, I'm cutting off your exits. And the same with the quick set. Like I said, the quick set when he switches to southpaw, I'm cutting off your exit because you're going to want to move to the opposite side. If I throw a right hand, you're either going to slip underneath it and go to the outside, or you're going to move away from it, which would be moving to the left. So if I go right hand and then I quick set, when you go to move to the left, I can cut you off with a clinch. I can cut you off with a left hook, which is going to have power since I'm in southpaw. That's mainly why the quick sit is used. Let's see. Uh, like I said, the quick set is done to stop the opponent from circling away in one direction. It cuts them off, so they have to move in the opposite direction of what they want to move in. Which, in Jan's case, would have um, been into the power left body kick since he switched to southpaw. Let's see. Jan throws uh, the overhand right, which moves Sun towards Jan's left. Then he throws a jab with the left hand, steps, steps to his right slightly, which is outside of Sun's lead left foot to get the angle and then throw the right hand. I, I actually, I, I got to break this down a little bit more because the way I wrote it, it's a little confusing. So Jan throws the overhand right, boom, which moves Sun towards Jan's left. Then he throws a jab and steps to his right. So right overhand, boom, it's going to move you to the left. Now Jan's going to throw that jab to move you back to the right. So right overhand, jab. He steps to the right slightly, which is outside of uh, the lead left foot of Jin So Soon, just to get the angle and then throw the left hand or throw the right hand. I'm sorry. So again, overhand right, boom, moves Sun towards the left, jab. Then he steps to his right slightly outside the lead foot of Jin So Soon, who's a southpaw, and then just boom, lands the right hand. That's a little bit hard to break down. You know, I watched these fights a couple days ago, this one in particular. So I can't remember this exchange exactly. So if I mess that up, you know, I'm sorry. But I think that's what I was writing down here. Jan constantly fakes with the lead hand just to freeze his opponents. Then as Sun steps forward, he stiff arm frames. So he's faking with that lead hand, just getting a reaction out of you to see what, how you're going to defend, how you're going to move, how you're going to slip. And then as Sun steps forward, he just stiff arms, keeps you away, and keeps you at a distance. So you never really can close the distance on Jan. It's very hard. And even if you do, he's so good in the clinch, you know, it's a double-edged sword. Sun shoots for a double leg takedown, but Jan spins to throw Sun off and get back to his base. So he goes for the double leg. Um, Jan spins with him as he hits the ground. Boom. And then he gets back up to his feet, gets back up to his base. Um, so like I said, one thing with Jan that you'll notice about his wrestling is, you know, he doesn't go to his wrestling all that much, but his defensive wrestling is so good that he can really open up on his feet. So he gets taken down, right? Double-legged. Jan spins immediately, bucking his hips. Spins as you try to take him down and tries to throw Sun off, but then he gets back onto his feet and uh, his arms, and he gets back up to his base. And then he has the body lock. So now Sun has the body lock, and Jan's getting back to his base, trying to stand back up to his feet after being taken down. Um, Sun tries to sink down to his left 
to break Jan's base and posture. You you know, if you're wrestling somebody and you have them in a body lock, which is where your chest is going to be on their back, their their chest is, you know, obviously in the opposite direction, and you have them controlled, you're trying to hold them, you want to break their base down. You want to sink your weight to, towards their weak side, which would be their left if they were orthodox, their right if they were a southpaw, which would be the lead foot. You want to sink your weight down towards the weak side and pull them down so you can get back control and uh, take the back or get into a mount if you know you're in a normal takedown. But it's just to control them and to, to just keep sinking down, putting your weight on them, getting them tired. So he tries to sink down to his left to break Jan's base and posture. But Jan scoots back to the fence as he has his base. So his hands are on um, are on the mat and his feet are on the ground. And he just backs up to push to try to push um, so soon against the fence. Jan likes to work off the fence in general. That's where he does most of his best work when he's striking. So by getting here and then breaking off, after he breaks off, he's going to be able to push you against the fence. Um, so yeah, he gets back to the fence. Sun tries to pull Jan down with the body lock takedown, but Jan shakes him off and they get into a clinch, which was formerly a body lock and Jan just stiff arms and they break away. Good defensive awareness on the takedowns and the grappling exchanges. You know, he's always aware of where you're supposed to be and where you're supposed to move. Jan immediately goes back onto the pressure after breaking this takedown and he quick sets into southpaw and uh, grabs the right underhook. So he jab, cross, step into southpaw, quick set, like I said, boom, and then get that right hand underhook on the other side of the opponent and control them getting close. All right, guys, we're going to go to the second part. Um, this might be four parts, guys. It's a long breakdown, but uh, I'll see you on the second part, guys. All right, catch you later.